0: That thing is moderator for tonight's broadcast I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be maskies. It's high noon for Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me I'm your moderator. Or join the discussion thread at t.me I'm reasonable. And I'll tell you what, got a new merch site up. Is Cancel tour the domain name, connected to it yet? Nope. Is it my fault? Maybe. Or it might just take up to 48 hours. So I really have no idea if I did it right. And maybe 48 hours will eclipse. And I'll see it and it still won't work. And I'll be like, oh, okay, I guess I did something wrong. And then I'll have to spend two more days figuring out what that is. But... There is merch on Spreadshirt, and to find that, you simply have to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel hyphen couture slash all, and you'll be there. I'm also going to have a bunch more designs up by the end of today, but I have the I support your cause gray ribbon for neutrality among causes, breast cancer event, AIDS event, starving children event, different color ribbons. I make it easy. You obviously support everything because you're a nice person. So you wear a gray ribbon that says, I support your cause, and then everybody knows. Easy. I also have the high noon mechanical bull shirt up. And there are some hats and some mugs and a whole bunch more women stuff than there was on the last site. So I feel like things are going pretty well. Today is the 105th full day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, that's Hunter Biden! So congratulations, commies. The whole thing has just been like a U2 concert. But nonetheless, I would still like to extend a warm Wednesday welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there who just left a nice Mexican-American taqueria, hopefully not the one in New York City that Black Lives Matter Antifa said shouldn't exist. But I'm talking about a nice, safe Mexican-American taqueria where you will not be harassed domestic terrorists. So you're walking home from that nice taqueria, and you've had... Hmm. Cinco de Mayo's, let's say. And on the way home, you walk into the wrong person's apartment. And here I am. And now you're within earshot. And you're like, why am I being mocked and ridiculed? And the thing is, it's because the ideas that got shoved into your head by society and maybe partly due to your own inability To be challenged about what you think you know. Those ideas are just very stupid and evil. And they are pushing the world to the brink of global communism. And the fact that you don't know it and realize it and experience it means you're too detached from reality and probably one of the most privileged people in the world. So that's. That's just what you're going to have to deal with. But if you keep listening to this for a few weeks, you're going to be an American. It's all going to work out. And all of us will accept you back as an American. This will be the biggest immigration of all time. (laughs) The 60 million odd true detached commies in the country that actually voted for Joe Biden will choose to immigrate to America and we will give you all amnesty. It's, a pre- it's honestly a pretty good offer because unlike the amnesty that will be offered by the Democrat Communist Party, we're not doing it to turn you into slave labor. We're just going to let you be yourself and have your own life You'll just be American again and we'll welcome you in. And then you get to participate in what America actually is, which is not a stepping stone or something to be overwhelmed and overrun by global communism. But let's check in with the totally disintegrating man. That is, pretending to be president right now while pushing America into global communism.
1: Now, most Americans have a vaccination site about as close as their house is near to a neighborhood school. We're also going to slip vaccines directly to, to pediatricians, ship them to, to pediatricians during the following weeks. So parents and their children can talk to their family doctor about it and get the shot from a provider they trust the most. Easy, fast,
0: and free. So there we have it. The enfeebled usurper of the free world. Letting you know he is basically reduced to a street vendor selling glow sticks in the daytime. Now, a few things that aren't totally relevant, but I have to say. I don't like it when Joe Biden talks about the distance between your home and a school. Okay. I don't know the distance between my home and a school because I have no reason to. And neither does Joe Biden. So how about instead you just say your nearest pharmacy. Also, Why are you setting vaccine sites up in schools, Joe? That doesn't sound right. And also, I don't ever want to hear Joe Biden say that he's going to slip me a vaccine or slip anyone a vaccine or slip anyone anything ever. (laughs) Like, This doddering old fool that can barely read the teleprompter in front of him and couldn't possibly get through a speech without it also happens to be the creepiest dude in the world. But none of that is what I actually wanted to talk about. What I want to talk about is the last part, the very last thing he said. It would be fast, easy and free, right? Now, these things, again, sound normal, and people have just been assuming the vaccine's free and calling it free forever. And on some level, they believe that that's justified. And, you know, a year or so ago, when most people actually trusted the full COVID narrative, I think they would have actually had an easier time selling this thing. Because people were actually worried about dying and not as concerned with making sure everybody knows that they're the best behaved child on the block. That's when you could have convinced the country that it was worth giving this. Optional, voluntary, genetic enhancement to people Should be free because people were at least worried then and believed it all then. Now, what are we doing? People don't want it and the vaccine is free and we're going to give all the unused AstraZeneca doses to other countries around the world. You know, black and brown ones who need our help. Now, why are they only giving away AstraZeneca? And why don't we ever hear about AstraZeneca here in the United States? We don't hear about it because it's had the most problems in other places around the world. So in the United States, you get Pfizer, you get Moderna, you get Johnson and Johnson. We are giving tens of millions of doses of AstraZeneca to other places in the world. And you know how much they cost those places? Zero. It's also free. Now, the U.S., the U.S. government under Joe Biden, one thing we know about them is that they are very, very into charity and humanity. I mean, not at the border where they're still convincing parents to give their children over to cartel members so that they can be taken into the United States or encouraging women who have a 50 to 70% chance of getting raped on their journey going anyway. So yeah, they are very, very humane, Joe and Kamala. So we can totally believe that they will give we, the citizens, the vaccines for free because they're nice people, and that's what nice people do. Like, do you really have to think about it more? Like, what is there to know? The vaccine is free. You go get it, it's free. You just go down to a vaccine center or a local pharmacy. No, 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 you can't go to the doctor. The doctor's not going to give it to you. Oh, that doesn't matter. We're just talking about how the vaccine is free. So you go on down to a vaccine center or a pharmacy, and definitely not your doctor, because not doctor's not going to give it to you. But you go down there, you get the vaccine, it's free. Amazing, right? Joe and Kamala did that. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's like charity just from Joe and Kamala. Like, it's from the government. The government's doing what it's supposed to do. That's like what government does is it gives you stuff for free. Well, no, I don't know where it came from. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. It came from the pharma companies. So the government gives it to us for free. And the pharma companies just must be giving it to the government for free. Because, like, they're on our side, obviously. They're the ones who created the vaccines so fast. Like, so fast. And they're even giving it to us as fast as they can. Like, before it's even FDA approved. It's crazy. That's how awesome they are. Well, no. I mean, I don't know how they created it. They probably just, like, juiced some bats and put it in a little syringe. That's it. That's all they have to do. It's free on their end. So they extract the vaccine from the world and then deliver it to pharmacies and vaccine centers all over America. And then the government just says, hey, cool. You guys should go there. We got it. We'll pay for it. That's on our tab. Oh, wait. So the government is now paying for everything. It's the pharma companies not giving it away for free. But they extracted it from the world. Oh, no, they didn't extract it from the world. Oh, they are trying to make the money back because they put in all the money to study and create the vaccine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I understand. I understand. So they extracted the vaccine from the world, but they put a lot of study into it. And now we have the vaccine and it gets delivered and that costs money too. But the pharma companies are giving it to us for free. And then the American government just picks up the check for all that other stuff, like getting it out to people and driving it around and, you know, teleporting it. Cause we don't need to like ship it across the ocean or anything. We don't need shipping channels. So anyway, but yeah, well, now you got it. You like, you went full circle, you got it. So the government is paying for it. And the reason that they're giving it to us for free is because Joe and Camilla are nice. That's what I said in the beginning. But then Who gives the government money? That's us. Oh my God. We're paying for the vaccine. The vaccine is not free. It can't be free. And people act like that's a selling point. Joe Biden acts like it's a selling point. Imagine they put a $50 price tag on that vaccine See how many fewer shots in arms we would have gotten. Vaccines aren't free. Vaccines can't be free. In fact, vaccines are basically the most expensive thing in the world. And you got to buy it over and over and over and over And anytime they want to sell more, they can just tell you about a virus that they created in a lab. No, it's not hyperbolic. There is basically almost a 100% chance that the virus emerged one way or another from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That being true, and knowing what the scientists know about the virus, they believe it's certain that it is a product of -of gain-of-function research. That research was restarted by Anthony Fauci, who thinks that he's going to eventually save the world by protecting it from more and more dangerous viruses that he creates. So vaccines are not free at all. But now we are, have all been conditioned to think that they are. And so when they put out next season's coronavirus vaccine and next season's coronavirus vaccine, and they put it right next to the flu shot, which people will get, of course, because they'll convince everyone that the flu and coronavirus are, are very, very different and that you actually do need both shots just to be sure that you're not going to get sick this winter. And, you know, the truth is you might still get sick and you probably will still get sick and you might even get sick from the vaccine, but at least you got the shot in the arm. I just saw an article come out talking about how the country of... Seychelles is now the most fully vaccinated country in the world. It's fully vaccinated more than 60 percent of its adult population. And right now, 35 percent of their new covid cases are from fully vaccinated people. And that was just reported in Bloomberg. So I guess the plan is to have these two shots that everyone needs to get each year and by everyone, I mean everyone, because we've institutionalized this idea that if not everyone participates, then the people who don't participate are actually trying to kill everyone else. So now everyone's going to have to get the vaccine and it's going to be updated on your app all the time so that you can do normal things. That is what they want. Everyone needs to understand that again, all of this is happening according to a plan on their side. All of these things have been steps in that plan. They don't hide what the great reset is from you. In fact, I went on the White House YouTube page today to pull that clip where Biden is talking about the vaccines. And on the homepage of the White House YouTube account, The first video section is building back better explained as if it was all written by Vox. And honestly, maybe it was the first videos aren't even Joe Biden, but they're announcing right there. That's Joe Biden's fake usurper regime announcing that they are part of the global reset, just like all these other countries around the world who have been using build back better as their slogans as well. And honestly, what are we supposed to be building back? The states that didn't listen to the global reset agenda have all done just fine. It's the commie states that need to build back, but they don't even really need to build back either. They just need to get people employed. And the way to do that is just end the stupid restrictions. And they are very stupid. So the Biden regime is 100% on board with the Great Global Reset, which is the same thing as global communism. Okay? It's all the same. They're advertising it on their YouTube page. So they have a plan, and they've had a plan. And you can read the plan specifically for covid by searching the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security and reading the SPARS 2025 to 2028 pandemic like document that they put out. It's a whole narrative story about how the pandemic was going to be run. There's no mystery here. There's a plan on the other side. If you know that plan, you can set up a plan to counter that plan. So the idea that no one has planned against this global communist push is absolutely crazy. Like whether or not you want to call it the Q plan or God's plan or pretend that having a plan is a conspiracy theory. It doesn't really matter. The idea that there's not a plan to counteract another evil plan. Well, that's insane. Of course there is. Your only other option would be that there are no patriots in this country Either that or all the Patriots are dumb. And we know that both those things aren't true. So we get the vaccine passports. And if you're unvaccinated, now you can't do certain things. Just today, Andrew Cuomo announced that there would be 100% capacity seating in the areas of Yankee Stadium and City Field where the Mets play. There'd be 100% capacity seating in those areas where fully vaccinated people sit. And then there would be other areas where the unvaccinated would sit and they would only get 33% capacity. Can you guess which areas those will be? Well, you know, we can only sell a third of those seats. So we need to keep full capacity for the full ticket price areas And so the cheap seats are what we can give the unvaccinated people. See how that works? Wait till it's a grocery store. And of course, your vaccine passport can track you and it can help you decide a social credit score like they do in China. And all of a sudden we have two classes of people because the leaders we have are Nazis. And Joe Biden, being a doddering, pathetic old man, doesn't excuse him from evil. How else would you steal a Democrat Party nomination at 400 years old? It's not like they just woke up one day and Barack Obama was like, you know, the best guy to execute my global reset plan, like my end of the deal, that would be Joe Biden. Gosh, he would be great course not. That's why they tried to prop up Kamala in the first place. And that's why they made her his VP. So how would Biden convince the Democrat power structure and all the donors that he was the guy? Even with his history, with Hunter Biden's history and with the fact that that Obama and everyone else knew that the FBI already had Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, Joe would have to have some sort of leverage. And what sort of leverage could you have on people like that? And I'm not saying this is airtight. I know it's not. But there is something real strange about the fact that Joe Biden, was the one who was put in this position. There's no one in the world who believes sincerely that he won the Democrat primary and then he went and won the presidency. That's madness. He and Kamala attracted zero people to an event in Arizona during the campaign. One of their very few in-person events where they were going to travel somewhere together. They went to Arizona and no one showed up. And so you got your passport. You got your couple of vaccines a year that you have to get, obviously, or else you can't live your life the way the upper class people do. You might have to stay home in your community and do things outside with other unvaccinated people. (laughs) Sounds terrible, doesn't it? Which is just another clownish way that their plan is failing, of course. But they're trying to prepare two tiers of American life. One tier for the people who comply, the people who have no problem getting a social credit score because they know they're not going to do anything bad. I mean, they're perfect people. They know their morality is pure. That's why they didn't have to look into Joe Biden at all. They knew that because it felt right to them and to all the other people that they associate with and want to impress, their thought was therefore the right one. And so any claims about Joe Biden being corrupt or being an old disgusting pervert or his son being one of the most despicable humans to ever walk the earth, Those claims don't matter. Those are conspiracy theories. They know that based on the goodness of their own character. So they don't have to actually look into it at any point. And they never doubt that they are in the top tier and they will stay in the top tier. And if they have special drive or special talent or the right skin color and they want to excel within that tier Well, then they just do whatever the state wants better than anyone else. And they can climb up. It's like getting followers on Instagram. It's actually exactly like that. (laughs) You kind of got trained for that one, didn't you, Kami? And you get to stay there right up at the top tier until you do something that they don't like. And then you're going to have to compromise the rest of your life If you want to remain in that high position, but the thing is even the people at the top of the first tier, aren't the people making decisions for them. They're not making their own decisions. They're just the last people to realize what communism is. And so that's not what normal people would call smart. In fact, at this point, in May, now, we're 14 months past that initial lockdown. 14 months, two weeks to slow the spread. I think the only IQ score that matters anymore is this. Your IQ is based entirely on... On how long it took you to figure out the initial COVID narrative was a lie. And if you still haven't figured it out, you're one of the dumbest people on earth. You have literally taken longer than everyone else on the planet to figure out something with life and death consequences. You're lucky you're alive with that level of attention and care and intelligence put into the most important decisions of your life? Honestly, what else could it mean to be smart? And by the way, I'm not even blowing myself up here. Like, I figured it out in early April, but I gave the government a chance for a few weeks. There are people that were smarter than that. But I say all of this to point out where we have actually gone with all of this. The vaccines aren't free. If one wanted to decrease the population and dominate the world and institute global communism for the next thousand years, it would be hard to find better ways to do it than this. They had a very solid plan. And if they could have actually tricked the entire nation and kept everyone asleep, they probably would have gone through with it and gotten it done. And they would have figured out a way to mop up those last stragglers, the people on the fringes who didn't want to get the vaccine. They'd figure it out or they just demean them to the point where no one even recognizes their humanity any longer, which is what they're aiming to do with Christians right now. Once you've declared and cemented the idea that there are literally two different classes of people and one of the classes is less highly evolved and not as human, well, then you can commit whatever atrocities you want. And of course, the people in the higher class have already submitted to the state, they've already complied with every single order they've been given. They're not going to stop doing that. They're going to teach other people how to obey because that's all they know. Okay, so that was one long opening rant, but boom segue, let's talk about Bill Gates. The New York Post yesterday. Bill Gates took getaways with his ex-girlfriend after marriage to Melinda, by Kate Sheehy. Okay, so Bill Gates is getting a divorce from his, let's say, wife. And <laughs> if you got that, congrats. I don't. I don't really think that. I'm not sure what I think. It could be Kevin Klein. I don't know. I'm just kidding. It's it's a, it's a woman named Melinda Gates. So they're getting divorced because obviously Bill Gates wants to (laughs) offload some assets that don't get completely seized. But to get into the touchy family drama element so that no one actually pays attention to what's really happening here. You know, remember that Jeff Bezos did the same thing last year, but here's the article. After marrying his wife, Bill Gates would spend a long weekend every year at a cozy beach cottage in North Carolina with his old girlfriend. The billionaire Microsoft founder made sure the bizarre arrangement was part of the deal when he married Melinda French in 1994, he told Time magazine in a 1997 profile. We can play putt-putt while discussing biotechnology, Gates said, of his private getaways with fellow nerd techie and ex Anne Winblad. Winblad? Who is now happily married to actor Kevin Klein's detective brother Alex Klein, a source told the post on Tuesday. Gates even sought Winblad's approval before proposing to his wife when I was off on my own thinking about marrying Melinda. I called Anne and asked for her approval. He said, adding that Winblad gave the other woman the thumbs up. Oh, what so this man that believes he has the knowledge and wisdom and power to make choices for the entire world and just straight up decimate African nations in his path of finding the perfect shot. This guy couldn't take it upon himself to decide whether or not to marry his wife. He phoned a friend not only did he phone a friend, he phoned his ex-girlfriend. And not only did he say, hey, what do you think of Melinda? You think that's a good idea for me? That's not what Bill Gates said. He said, I called Anne and asked for her approval. Did you also ask for your Ball gag back, Bill? What in the world is wrong with these people? I swear to God, rich dorks are the biggest threat to society. And of course, I don't want anybody to hurt rich dorks. I just want them to not be so powerful. Because rich dorks, Do not get rich for fun, which is why you're supposed to get rich, for fun and to take care of your family and literally nothing else. If you are trying to get rich so that you can change the world and make it whatever way you think it would have had to have been for you not to be bullied, you're a sociopath. I really am continuously wowed by how evil these people are like Gates and Soros and the social media guys. It's incredible. They have their hands into every awful thing in the entire world. Every single part of the global communist agenda, these creeps have a major hand in and they all think that they're so smart and so good that they have figured out everything for everyone. Nothing could be worse. This Halloween, I'm going to go as the scariest thing on earth, a philanthropist. So today, the Facebook oversight board, which I've discussed on the podcast before, handed down their decision from on high that Trump should still be banned from Facebook. And while everyone could have seen that coming from a mile away, it is still An abhorrent decision. They censored the president of the United States of America, and they don't care. Headline. No surprise. Facebook's Trump banning oversight board is virtually all far left Soros funded activists. May the 5th, 2021 by Natalie Winters. The Facebook oversight board's recent decision to make Donald Trump's ban from the platform permanent should come as no surprise. The body is overwhelmingly comprised of left wing, never Trump activists and individuals on the payroll of George Soros. Facebook describes the board as wielding, quote, judgment over some of the most difficult and significant content decisions, end quote, and has the power to overrule the company's founder, Mark Zuckerberg. Among its members are six individuals linked to organizations that are heavily funded by the progressive mega donor George Soros, former aides to Kamala Harris and Obama administration alumni. And beyond retaining anti-Trump institutional affiliations, many board members have harshly criticized the former president. Comments previously unearthed by the National Pulse in June of 2020 highlight the board's explicit anti-Trump bias. And she has some quotes here. "Negat Dad, I guess is his name. God forbid if Trump becomes the president, this will be my last visit to U.S. Hashtag Trump wants the wall. Hashtag debate. Nicholas Suzor. I love this quote, Teen Vogue versus Trump, American Vogue versus Hitler. Jesus. call Carmen. Unfortunately, I don't trust Trump because I generally don't trust racist people. Today, the oversight board upheld Facebook suspension of former U.S. President Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts. As we stated in January, we believe our decision was necessary and right. And we're pleased the board has recognized that the unprecedented circumstances justified the exceptional measure we took, commented Facebook on the board's most recent exercise of its power. And now check this out. So this is Raheem Kassam this morning on The War Room. Raheem is the editor of National Pulse, and he's fantastic
1: nobody should be surprised I, I i think few people who are paying real attention to how this all works are surprised but you, you're getting the you know breaking news headlines the chiron behind you on cnn steve says, you know wow the facebook oversight board has even upheld the trump ban the facebook oversight board was conceived by uh, lawyer noah feldman law professor noah feldman who actually uh, served on the Democrat impeachment proceedings against President Trump. That that was where that whole thing came from. You can still find this where Feldman says, I dreamt up the idea of a Facebook Supreme Court at the end of January 2018, and I sent a one-pager describing it to Sheryl Sandberg, who said, let me send it to Mark.
0: Got that. So a Bloomberg columnist and podcaster, and I guess he has other jobs, Or he wouldn't have been at the first Trump impeachment. But he was in the first Trump impeachment and he thought up Facebook's oversight board and now sits on it. I wonder if he wanted a Facebook Supreme Court so that they could ban Trump. Hmm. All that. No one would ever think ahead like that. Oh, wait. Here's Noah Feldman on December 19th, 2019. Trump impeachment is a shot in the arm for the Constitution. This is from Bloomberg Opinion. Certain norms and principles are starting to look pretty bedraggled. The House of Representatives' historic vote to impeach Donald Trump comes near the end of the president's third tumultuous year in office, which is also the third year of the prolonged stress test he's been giving to the U.S. Constitution. It's an occasion to check in on the most basic question that can be asked in a democracy. What is the state of our Constitution? This man who literally just upheld one of the greatest violations of the First Amendment ever. The short answer is that the Constitution is, so far, holding up in the face of the most extended challenge to its principles and norms that has confronted it since World War II. The impeachment itself is actually a significant improvement in the Constitution's performance. It signals that at least half the legislative branch, the House, is now taking seriously its own responsibility to uphold the Constitution in the face of presidential contempt for it. This stuff is unbelievable, man. They just can't get it through their heads that the president was legally elected by the people. Twice. But what else could he be saying here? He believes that the Constitution is under threat because the Republican Party won't consistently override the president from their party who the people voted for and who the people care about more than every other person in the Republican Party combined. Again, these people are detached from reality. Until now, it's the other branch of government, the judiciary, that has been almost the only effective check on Trump's recurring impulse to violate the Constitution. When Trump has signed executive orders that break the Constitution, courts have often struck him down. The courts have also blocked other unlawful executive branch action. So when it comes to the formal constitutional rules that courts interpret and apply, the Constitution has been functioning remarkably well since 2017. Well, this is crazy, first of all. Basically, he lists nothing specific. He just says, unconstitutional executive orders. Well, is Donald Trump the only guy the Supreme Court has ever gone against when it comes to executive orders or other decisions? That would be really new. So is there any chance that the courts have ever struck down a Democrat decision? Or do they only do that when there is a grave constitutional threat like Donald Trump? The Supreme Court also upheld a bunch of Donald Trump's decisions. Where the Constitution has been faltering is the significant erosion of our informal, unwritten norms. Oh, well, that's interesting because those aren't in the Constitution. You dumb commie. These c- have constitutional weights, even if they aren't identifiable as strict rules of constitutional law. They include things like the politicization of the Department of Justice, that's you, and the FBI, that's you, and the subtle corruption of the presidency through Trump's continuing pursuit of his business interests while in office. That's just not true. For the last three years, Trump has successfully undercut those kinds of hard-won, unwritten norms. Okay, unwritten norms are not the Constitution, period. These people think the Constitution is just whatever they want it to be. It's not very surprising that they also make up whatever they want religion to be. And whatever they want words to mean. They make up everything. They want to say that because Donald Trump is not hewing to their standards of false decorum, that also means he's somehow violating the Constitution. Because norms are nothing else. Donald Trump was under no responsibility to adhere to norms. And if he had done that, the country would have only slipped further into communism. And Noah Feldman goes on for way too long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But jumping down to the end, when historians tell the story of Trump's legacy of weakening the Constitution, they will now include the House's response. That matters. The Constitution is not the dead hand of the past. It's a living tradition whose meaning evolves in real time and is affected by what today's constitutional actors say it means. The impeachment vote is the single most significant action that the House can take in defense of the Constitution. It isn't enough, but it's a start. And there you have it. Facebook's oversight board. Created by this dumb communist. And thank you, Raheem Kassam and Natalie Winters at the National Pulse for doing all this work. For recognizing that Noah Feldman. I would not have remembered the name at all in a million years. Now, before that decision came down last night, we had a big dose of Rachel Maddow's panic intensifying.
1: Does get back onto social media tomorrow morning. Uh, Mark my words, what we will quickly find is that former President Trump is just as obsessed now as he was in January with this fantasy that he still is the rightful president, that he was actually somehow reelected, but we can't see it.
0: It's been a week and Rachel Maddow doesn't seem like she has put any more thought into all of this. She still thinks her best approach is to call all of this crazy and to rely on people believing that everyone knows Trump is stupid and Trump has a giant ego and Trump's obsessed with himself and his own power. Everybody's still dumb enough to believe that. So I guess we better try it. Now, the whole time she was reading this on the screen, it had Donald Trump's statement about how from this day forth, the election will be known as the big lie, the fraud, obviously. And it is honestly amazing how willing she is to completely red pill her dumb commie audience by putting this stuff constantly in their faces. Yeah, it gets more fear, which gets more eyeballs, but you're still red pilling these stupid people. You're spending a ton of time on it, which makes it obvious that you're taking it seriously. You're telling them why not to worry about it, but you're telling them all sorts of things to worry about. Wake up, Rachel. Rachel.
1: Joe Biden isn't really the rightful president, but at some point it'll all be revealed and Trump will be ushered back into the White House.
0: Well, you're almost there, but he's probably going to do it from Mar-a-Lago. You are going to find out that Joe Biden really is not the rightful president. And that's obvious.
1: I mean, that fantasy is does appear to be still the main preoccupation of the former president. That same fantasy is what is driving the ongoing, totally bananas recount of the Arizona presidential election results led by a QAnon promoter using theories from a guy who writes a book about treasure hunting to find mysterious folds and invisible watermarks on all the Arizona ballots that they believe will prove true their fantasy that Trump didn't really lose the election.
0: And so as she's doing this, as she's doing this read, On the screen behind her is an article from USA Today saying that the guy from the audit is QAnon. So now Rachel Maddow doesn't have to find anything out or understand what QAnon is or understand what the guy believes. She can just understand that because he's auditing the election, then he must be QAnon, which isn't a thing. And then she rolls her eyes when she starts talking about the watermarks and the folds. And I really struggle with this. Is it actually possible that she doesn't know any of this stuff? Like, does she not do her job? Does she just have writers write all her stuff in her voice? And then she just goes on and says whatever's on there.
1: That insane fantasy is also what is animating the anti-voting rights rollbacks in Republican controlled states around the country.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, you're racist if you consider the idea that that very forensic audit might show the entire country that there, in fact, is overwhelming evidence of voter fraud. That's right. All these states, all around the country, changing their voter laws because of the obvious and overwhelming evidence of election fraud are doing it because of racism. But wait, this is just like before. You told me that they were changing the laws because of racism, and now you're telling me that they're changing the laws because of the big lie, but you're going to connect the big lie to my other idea about how I already knew it was racism, and that makes everybody who believes the big lie racist. And that's about the point where the commies little child brain falls out of their head and then they have a tantrum. And if you're around for it and you're like, Hey, commie, I don't think that's how it works. Well, now you're racist. (laughs) I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masked and lockdowns don't work. And Joe Biden will never be president. Rachel. Goodbye.